Hello and welcome to Super Informed Radio, the official Unisuper podcast. I'm Lyndon and this is our monthly investment podcast. Well, the end of the financial year may well be behind us, but I'm sure many of you out there in listener land are keenly focused on what's been going on in investment markets. So with me to talk about how we ended the year is David Colosimo from our investments team. Now, being a highly experienced economist and investment manager, he is our resident expert. Uh, David Colosimo, welcome. Thanks, Lyndon. It's good to be back. Uh, Now, David, we've come to the end of the financial year and June was a pretty tough month. Yeah, it was a tough month. And I suppose it's capped off what's been a very difficult year, at least particularly in the last six months. So in June, Australian shares were down 9%. um, And the US market was down around 8%. uh, And bond markets were weaker as well. Uh, The Australian government yield was up uh, about 0.3 of a percent. So quite weak all around. Now, I think clearly inflation and higher interest rates are still causing a lot of concerns in financial markets. Uh, Central banks around the world are still hiking rates. Um, Normally, they've actually got a reputation for being quite a conservative bunch, uh, but they've become a lot more aggressive recently. So this month, the US Fed hiked rates by three quarters of a percentage point, um, and Australia's own RBA hiked rates by half a percentage point. So Both of those moves were at the higher end of expectations. Um, And in fact, neither bank has delivered an interest rate hike that big in more than 20 years. And why were they so aggressive? Well, I think in both cases, uh, in the lead up to those meetings, they realised that inflation was going to be even higher than they had expected. So in the US, there had been hopes that inflation might have been peaking, uh, but then there was a really strong inflation report Uh, in the early part of June, and and those hopes were dashed. Uh, Here in Australia, obviously, we've all seen headlines about petrol prices over $2 and surging household electricity and gas bills. So the RBA realised that that was going to push inflation higher here as well. So I suppose both banks came to the decision they needed to move more quickly away from those emergency settings that they put in place during the pandemic. And so each of them made a, a big move. Um, They weren't alone either. So I suppose we saw large hikes being delivered around the world. And it looks like markets didn't particularly like that very much. No, no. I think more and more people are coming to realise how big a challenge it will be for central banks, and especially the Fed, uh, to get inflation back under control. So Fed Chairman Jerome Powell insists that getting inflation under control is his number one priority, uh, and his strategy to do that will be to slow the economy very gently so that supply can catch up to demand and that hopefully inflation will ease. Uh, But realistically, interest rates are a blunt instrument. Uh, So there's a real risk that the Fed hits the brakes too hard and they don't actually have a very good track record of gradually cooling the economy. So historically, times of high inflation like this have been followed by a hard landing. Now, that's not to say that a US recession is inevitable, but they're just walking a very fine line, and the market's now suggesting they'll actually struggle to avoid a recession. Now, as I mentioned before, the Fed's not alone here. Um, Avoiding recession will be a problem in many economies. Um, In Europe, for example, not only are they dealing with the high inflation problems that everyone's dealing with, but also potential restrictions on energy usage, given ongoing energy supply problems with Russia. And as you said earlier, share markets saw further weakness? 
Yeah, it really was a sea of red in both markets. So the most cyclical sectors, such as US energy, materials, IT, consumer discretionary, and financials, they were all clearly the weakest. But even the more defensive sectors were soft. So there really weren't many places to hide during the month. Um, other markets outside of share markets are also starting to reflect these hard landing risks. All year, we've been hearing about supply shortages in commodity markets. Um, until recently, energy prices, agricultural prices, building materials were all very strong. Uh, but as these growth concerns emerged, the price on a range of commodities have fallen. So oil, for example, is now down 8% from its peaks in early June. Uh, remember that bond yields uh, also rocketed higher this year as inflation surged, but even they are down from the June peaks. So that all sounds a little bit negative there, David. Were there any bright spots at all? Well, I suppose the flip side of those weaker commodity prices can be seen as good news. Um, cheaper energy prices, lower food prices, that's the sort of thing that will actually help get inflation back under control. So perhaps central banks won't have to push as hard on interest rates. Um, also, after a period of intense lockdowns and a few false starts, COVID cases have fallen enough in China for the bulk of restrictions to be eased. Um, combine that with a number of the policies that they've passed through to get their economy going, and it does look like Chinese growth should recover. Um, the Chinese stock market actually liked all of this and bucked the downward trend in June. Uh, shares were actually up 7% in the month in China. David, you've mentioned that June was weak, but given we've just had the past financial year come to an end, how did returns look for the year as a whole? So the financial year wasn't the worst year for share markets, but there was a lot of weakness concentrated in this last six months. Uh, if you include dividends, Australian shares were down 10% and US shares were down 20% over the last half. Now, in the US, it was actually only the energy names and some of those more defensive names in healthcare and utilities that managed to eke out gains at all. Um, otherwise, widespread falls, big losses in IT stocks like Apple and Microsoft as the air came out of the tech boom. Um, we also saw weakness in consumer discretionary stocks, including Amazon and Nike. Uh, the banks have been weaker. Uh, there's even been double-digit falls in the big consumer staple names like Walmart and Procter and & Gamble, and they're normally seen as being more defensive. Now, speaking of defensive assets, uh, even Australian government bonds, which are normally a good asset to own when shares are falling, they were down more than 10% in the last six months as well. So weakness all around. <laughs> Right. And so what's going to be important this month, David? What's, what's coming up? So starting around the middle of the month, there's US reporting season. Um, we'll be watching this closely. Uh, we expect to see earnings growth in some sectors of the markets, like the energy sector, given how strong oil prices were. Uh, but we expect weaker earnings for companies like consumer discretionary. Um, a growing number of companies are uh, talking about rising inventory of unsold goods as demand has softened, and they're going to need to discount those to clear them. Um, and so we're probably likely to see more profit downgrades, uh, especially when management start to talk about the outlook. Uh, otherwise, the focus will continue to be on the actions of central banks. Um, the RBA meets on the 5th of July, while the Fed meets a little bit later, they announce their decision on the 27th of July. 
Well, perhaps not the greatest end to the financial year, but uh, David, thanks so much for coming in and joining us today. We uh, really appreciate your insights. Thanks, Lyndon. Well, that wraps up this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, now, Unisuper's Chief Investment Officer, John Pierce, is actually going to be providing uh, his overview of the past financial year in his next video. So that's going to be coming out in mid-July. Uh, so do make sure you look out for that video from John on our website. If you'd like to know when our next podcast is dropping, you can subscribe to us via any good podcast app or check unisuper.com.au forward slash podcasts. Unisuper, if you don't know, is the place where bright minds and passionate people strive to think great and create a future worth retiring for. So whether you're a Unisuper member or not, if you'd like more information about our investments, visit unisuper.com.au. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. This podcast is of a general nature. It doesn't take into account your personal financial situation, needs or objectives. Before you make decisions about your super, we recommend you seek financial advice. Also, consider the product disclosure statement and target market determination that's relevant to you. They're available on our website. The past performance of any investment options we discuss isn't indicative of their future performance, and it's worth noting that by talking about certain companies, we aren't endorsing them for inclusion in your personal portfolio.